Welcome to the Dr. J Show with your host, Dr. J Herrera, DPT. Dr. J is a doctor of physical therapy and has dedicated himself to helping people like you reach your peak potential in health, wellness, and fitness using science-based physical therapy principles. To learn more, please go to drjherrera.com. The content contained in this show is for informational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Please consult a qualified healthcare professional for individual health or medical advice. Dr. J. Herrera, show participants, and or Herrera Research Institute, LLC, are not liable for damages claimed by the listener. Hi there, and welcome to today's show. And today we're going to be talking about baby boomers. So I'm going to ask you a question. Are you a baby boomer? Do you know what that means? Do you, do you know what select group that is? It's, it's the people that were born after World War II to about 1965 or so. Uh, so that's about a 20-year period where if you were born within that period, you are considered a baby boomer. Now, as of 2011, the stats are that approximately every day there's approximately 10 to 11,000 people turning the age of 65. So what we're going to see over the next uh, 19 to 20 years is a massive influx of baby boomer generation coming of Medicare age. Now, the reason this is important, because as more the population ages, so we have a wider demographic of the, the, the aging population. As that population ages, we're going to have more and more people coming into the healthcare system. Consequently, we're going to have people more and more looking to become healthier because there's more pain to be dealt with, there's more injuries or trauma to be dealt with, there's more disease to be dealt with. So from the healthcare industry side, we're going to see a large influx of, of, of basically new customers over the next 20 years or so. Okay, Now, what we're looking at with the federal government is that with the with with Obamacare and Affordable Health Care Act, we're looking at ways to be able to better take care of the population, the aging population especially. So we'll see how that turns out over the next 20 years. But in the meantime, my second question for you is, do you believe in taking responsibility for your own health? Think about that for a second. I believe and I educate my patients that we should do what we can to try to be healthy, to obtain health, and to remain healthy as long as possible, to, to remain free of disease. Now, sometimes you do have to go into the, the health industry, the, see your physician, see a physical therapist, see a dentist to try to obtain health. It's also good to get regular checkups so that you can maintain health and try to do preventative uh, strategies for, for your health and well-being. So the third question would be, what do you do right now to be healthy? What do you do? Are you getting adequate nutrition? Are you enjoying yourself and relaxing, enjoying life? If so, what are those activities doing for you? What, what do you like to do? Do you like to run? Do you like to bicycle? Do you like to visit with your, with your family and friends, play with grandkids? Do you like to golf? Do you like to bowl? Do you like to take walks in the park? Whatever that is, what do you like to do? And those choices that you're making to do outside of your work, if you're still working or if you're retired, because remember, we can have many uh, um, 
individuals that are still part of the baby boomer uh, age that are still approximately turning 50 years old. So you have young people that are still working who can also make better choices for themselves, even though the time is more limited. Does that make sense? So if your time is limited, we have to work in chunks and compartmentalize our schedules to devote time and energy to, to maintain and obtain our health. So for my big three takeaways, my big three items that I would, if I had to narrow down steps, a blueprint to obtain and maintain health, what would that be? Those three items, I've narrowed it down to three. They would be one, eat well. Drink plenty of water. Eat whole food if you can. Fruits, vegetables, if you like to eat meats. Lean meats. Beef, I like beef, but try to do the all-natural beef if you can. Organic beef, grass-fed. Minimize the, the, the vegetarian-fed with the grains. Minimize the, um, the, 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 the processed meats if you can. So whole food, if you can, uh, fruits and vegetables. Try to go organic or all natural if you can. Sometimes it's not feasible. Sometimes your options are limited. Sometimes the cost is prohibitive. But just do the best you can with that. I usually do a combination, a hybrid, depending on what's going on. I'll do a combination of uh, purchasing organic fruits and vegetables combined with all natural or minimally processed, but still considered conventional fruits and vegetables. I do the best I can. Supplements. Do you do nutritional supplements? Sometimes, depending on what research you you adhere to, uh, the current agricultural scene is that uh, sometimes our nutrition isn't as den- densely n- nutritious as it used to be. Well, whether you believe that or not, I still think it's worthwhile to consider taking nutritional supplements to fill in any nutritional gaps that you may have. A good way to know about that is to have your physician run lab work and to do a general screen uh, to see if there's any vitamin deficiencies. Uh, common ones are going to be vitamin D as in uh, um, uh, David, uh, B as in boy. Uh, those are two big vitamins to, to look out for. Uh, potassium, magnesium, calcium. You want to make sure that those minerals um, and various essential vitamins are in proper proportions. And uh, if they notice that any is is decreased or low, that could potentially be, if you catch it early enough, you could potentially offset any forthcoming disease process or malfunctioning um, body process. So I would highly encourage you to seek uh, a medical screen, have them run do blood work to see where you are with that. Second, number two is increasing sleep. Okay, so the first one is eat well. Okay, the second is increase your sleep. The recommended sleep hours are uh, approximately seven to eight for adults. Okay, most of the time that's going to meet requirements. I I am somewhat flexible with this. I think some people can get by on less. Some people need a little bit more. It just kind of depends on you and your physiology. But for normal, uh, most healthy individuals. Um, seven to eight. If you have some medical issues, sometimes you need a little bit more rest, more sleep to to overcome that and, and to deal with that to become healthier. Um, the seven to eight hours of sleep is the general recommendation then. And I also like to, to implement meditation. Basically, it's quiet time. All right. We don't have to get very fancy with it. We don't have to to hear um, uh, serene rainfall in the back. It's nice if you can do that. 
But if you can't do that, take five minutes at your lunch, try to find a quiet place, and try to be one with your thoughts, essentially. So try to uh, uh, not uh, allow your mind to race forward too far. Uh, we have a lot of things going on in life for most people. We have many things that we're thinking about, and uh, it, it can be very stressful on a day-to-day basis. So we need a, a way to quiet our minds. Okay. Part of helping you sleep well also is going to be uh, finding a comfortable bed, a comfortable mattress. Let me ask, what kind of mattress do you prefer? Do you, do you like the Tempur-Pedic foam? Do you like spring? Do you like uh, water-filled um, cells? Whatever that is for you, uh, find a comfortable mattress and be willing to invest. Um, I found some really good prices on uh, various types of mattresses on Amazon.com. Again, I'm not an affiliate of Amazon. I don't I, I don't get any money for recommending this. I'm not going to recommend a specific sleep product. But if you go on there and shop around, you can find some really good prices. If you find something in a store you like really well, um, I would check uh, the, the brand and model on Amazon to see if you can get a better price. So that's uh, a, a little side tip for you. Also, my uh, – sorry. So on going to number three exercise you have to increase your exercise so we have steps one eat well step two increase your sleep and relaxation decrease stress essentially and number three is going to be exercise and the best bang for your buck with regard to exercise and reaping the benefits of exercise really is going to be resistive exercise resistive training that means training with weights training with some kind of resistance whether that be bands uh, dumbbells, plates, um, uh, some type of, of, of uh, uh, hydraulics. I know they have some type of machines that, that can run on hydraulics. Whatever that is, you, you're getting some level of resistance by some form. Okay. For the most part, if you're healthy enough to exercise with weights, it's safe for you. Okay, that is going to be a good overall health benefit, not only for your your muscles, your bones but also for your cardiovascular system, okay? If you're lifting with weights and you're lifting with moderate intensity at least, right, and you're having minimal rest time in between exercises, again, rest enough to where you can still hold a conversation. You don't want to be nearing the passing out or fainting point, but you should be able to keep things moving along in a very progressive nature. Breaking a sweat is okay, If you can do that, that's going to elevate what? That's going to elevate your heart rate. That's going to elevate your respiration. So if you can elevate those two things, you're you're going to get the muscular work, but you're also going to get the heart and lungs in there also. So don't be afraid to break a sweat. Don't be afraid to work hard with the weights in a safe way. Make sure you're healthy enough for weights. Okay. The next step would be another type of exercise you can do is also simply walking. Walking is one of the best exercises. If you can't do weights um, and, and it's really hard, hard to do any type of exercise, walking is simply walking. Even if, you have to, even if you have to use a walker, a cane, something, walking is one of the best forms of exercises to do. If you have to have someone help you walk, then do so. Have them go walking with you. Make it a part of a, a lifestyle change. Uh, you can do daily walks. You can do walking two, three, four times a week. 
try to work walks in throughout your week. So if you think in blocks of weeks and chunking out your exercise sessions throughout the week, sometimes it's easier to uh, to obtain that goal. Um, a uh, for example for for the resistance training you could also consider doing if you're working out with moderate intensity consider doing two to three times a week and um, you know within that week period you want to be able to cover the entire body if you're looking for general health and wellness and maintenance uh, doing a full body routine three times a week is generally recommended working out approximately 30 minutes should do it 20 to 30 minutes um, you're not racing through it but you're not sl- going too slowly through the the, the process anyway um, another wonderful form of exercise as long as you're medically appropriate is swimming swimming is a great form of exercise and I'm not saying you have to do do laps swim laps in the pool you can simply get in the pool and do your walking so say you have a lot of joint pain say your back hurts your hips hurt your knees hurt your balance isn't very good well getting in the water and having the water level come up to at least your chest you can walk in place or walk laps within the pool if you um, have balance issues say, or, or you have some other health issue uh, you can have someone with you walk with a partner or walk where there's a lifeguard on duty where they can help monitor your safety uh, do a, do the aerobics class. They have some community gyms that that have aerobics classes in the water, and therefore there's plenty of people around. It's very safe, and you can be taken through a guided uh, series of movements to do within the water. Very safe. So again, the big three that I recommend, three big steps to maintaining and obtaining health is going to be one, eat well, two, to increase your sleep, decrease stress. So basically, sleep well and have good relaxation. And three, increase your activity or exercise. Do some type of structured exercise throughout the week, two to three days minimum of moderate activities. It usually will, will cover the basis for most people. And um, what, what you'll find if you do that is that you're going to start having a general sense of well-being. You'll have uh, better retention of your muscle mass as we do age. Okay, if you're in that baby boomer demographic, we need to maintain maintain our muscle mass as much as possible and minimize fat loss as much as, or, or maximize fat loss as much as possible, excuse me. So by doing that, you will also notice that you will have decreased uh, um, vascular issues. You could have decreased joint pain. So exercise and relaxation and good nutrition is vital vital extremely vital for for you maintaining and obtaining health and remaining free of disease as long as possible Uh, so i encourage you to consider that i encourage you to to proceed with that thought process of what can i do to maximize and take responsibility for my health what can i do on a daily on a daily basis to be healthy and hopefully be free of disease for the rest of your life For more free articles, audios, and videos, please go to www.drjherrera.com. That's D-R-J-A-Y-H-E-R-R-E-R-A.com. This is Dr. J. Herrera thanking you for listening to today's podcast, and I'm wishing you healthy, pain-free living.